The world is more complex than ever. Who can make sense of it? Join Reverend Michael Angley Oguche on NUMA Podcast each week as he shows you how God's Word connects directly to your life in this age and helps you navigate trials and tribulations. If you want to deepen your relationship with God and learn what He has in store for you, listen and subscribe to NUMA Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Just search for NUMA Podcast. Hello and welcome to NUMA Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche, bringing your way today the inspired Word of God, and I hope you will be blessed. Hello, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. I am so glad you are able to join NUMA Podcast today. The key text for this podcast is the book of 1 Samuel, chapter 17, verse 38 to 54. Then, Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put his bronze helmet on his head and belted his sword on him over the armor. David tried to work, but he could hardly budge. David told Saul, I can't even move with all this stuff on me. I'm not used to this. And he took it all off. Then David took his shepherd's staff, selected five smooth stones from the brook, and put them in the pocket of his shepherd's pack, and with his sling in his hand approached Goliath. As the Philistine paced back and forth, his shield bearer in front of him, he noticed David. He took one look down on him and snared a mere boy, apple-cheeked and peached fuzzed. The Philipstein ridiculed David. Am I a dog that you come after me with a stick? And he cursed him by his God. Come on, said the Philipstein. I will make roadkill of you for the buzzards. I will turn you into a tasty morsel for the field mice. David answered, You come at me with sword and spear and battle axe. I come to you in the name of God of the angels' armies, the God of Israel's troop, whom you curse and mock. This day God is handing you over to me. I am about to kill you, cut off your head and serve up your body and the bodies of your Philistine bodies to the crows and coyotes. The whole earth will know that there's an extraordinary God in Israel and everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't save by means of sword or spear. The battle belongs to God. He's handing you to us on a platter. 
that roused the Philistine and he started towards David. David took off from the front line, running toward the Philistine. David reached into his pocket for a stone, slung it, and hit the Philistine hard in the forehead, embedding the stone deeply. The Philistine crashed face down in the dirt. That's how David beat the Philistine with a sling and a stone. He hit him and killed him. No sword for David. Then David ran up to the Philistine and stood over him, pulled the giant sword from its sheet and finished the job by cutting off his head. When the Philistines saw that their great champion was dead, they scattered, running for their lives. The men of Israel and Judah were up on their feet, shouting. They chased the Philistine all the way to the outskirts of Gath and the gate of Ekron. Wounded Philistines were strewn along the Sharaim road, all the way to Gat and Ekron. After chasing the Philistines, the Israelites came back and looted their camp. David took the Philistines' head and brought it to Jerusalem, but the giant's weapon he placed in his own tent. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I thank you today for yet another opportunity to be able to bring your word to the world. Father, I ask, O oh Lord, that you will inspire the sound of my voice so that it will come clear to those who will listen to this episode of Numa Podcast. I thank you, Lord that you have answered these prayers in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. The title of this podcast is Face to Face with Goliath. Face to Face with Goliath. Many people, whether Christian or not, know about the story or the significance of Goliath. In fact, the synonym for Goliath in the English lexicon is giant. The story of Goliath is one of those fascinating stories of an outstanding victories ever recorded in the Holy Bible. However, to fully appreciate this message, it is highly recommended that listeners read the whole chapter 17 of 1 Samuel for themselves. The chapter opens as Israel and the Philistines are facing off in battle. David's older brothers were with the army of Israel at the front. Back at home, David diligently tended to his flock of sheep, 
It was during this time that his father Jesse summoned him to the battlefield asking him to deliver provisions to his brothers and gather updates about the ongoing war. David swiftly made arrangements for the care of his sheep and set off for the front line. Upon reaching the battlefield, he encountered his brothers and witnessed the entire Israeli army gripped by fear, their spirit broken by the taunts of Goliath, the formidable champion of the Philistine forces. Despite his imposing height, about nine feet tall, Goliath uttered words that deeply offended David. Goliath was openly challenging the capabilities of the God of Israel, effectively committing blasphemy against David's God. In response, David resolved to defend the honor of his faith and his God. Undeterred by the potential risks, he placed his trust entirely and squarely in God to aid him in confronting Goliath face to face. To embark on this daunting task, David first needed the authorization of King Saul. Although David is still a youth, he had encountered enough perils in his life to understand that God always remained in control and would safeguard him from the impending battle. Upon hearing David's testimony, Saul offered him royal armor, but it proved ill-suited. It was not suitable for him at all. In 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 38 to 39, here's what it says. Then Saul outfitted David as a soldier in armor. He put a bronze helmet on his head and belted a sword over the armor. David attempted to work, but he could scarcely move. He told Saul, I can't even function with all this equipment on me. I'm not accustomed to it. So he removed the armor. The last thing that we can learn here is straightforward. Always remain true to yourself no matter what. Don't try to be someone else. Just be yourself the way God created you, fearfully and wonderfully made. David's trust primarily rested in the God he knew, rather than in an unfamiliar armor or protection. Here's what Psalm 20 verse 7 say, which is my favorite psalm, by the way. Some rely on chariots and others on horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. Wonderful. Others may trust in everything around them, but for you, child of God, you must trust in the name of the Lord. The word of God says, the name of the Lord is a strong tower and the righteous runs into it. And you know what? When the righteous runs into the name of the Lord, he'll be safe in that strong tower. That's what I'm inviting you to do today. Following his departure, 
David boldly advanced towards Goliath, fully equipped for the impending showdown. He gathered five polished stones from a nearby river, stowing for away in his pocket, while the fifth nestled in his slings, poised for use against Goliath. It is worthy of note that this guy called Goliath had four brothers, and I think that each of the other four stones were reserved for his brothers just in case they come against David. As they closed the gap between them, Goliath jeered at David, declaring that he held no fear of a mere youth. My friend, you might look very small, very uninteresting, but I tell you, with God in your life, you are more than conqueror because God is the one who strengthens you because you are powered by God. And in 1 Samuel chapter 17, verse 45 to 47 says, David answered, You come at me with sword and spear and battle axe. I come at you in the name of God, of the angel armies, the God of Israel's troops, whom you curse and mock. This very day, God is handing you over to me. I am about to kill you, cut off your head and serve up your body and the bodies of your Philistine bodies to the crows and coyotes. The whole earth will know that there is an extraordinary God in Israel and everyone gathered here will learn that God doesn't serve by means of sword or spear. The battle belongs to God. He's handing you to us on a platter. My brothers and sisters, just think for a moment. What gave David that audacity and the alacrity to stand against this guy called Goliath? Supposing Goliath killed David, what do you think would have happened? There would have been danger to his family. There would have been danger to all of Israel. But you see, those who trust in their God would do exploit regardless of what the danger is. David released the stone from his sling and it struck the giant squarely between the eyes, embedding itself into his forehead. Goliath toppled forward as both armies look on in astonishment. Everyone was surprised. My friend, whenever Jesus visits your horizon, you will see that all that will be happening around you will be element of surprise. Because God does not work like a man. He is God at the end of the day. 
Subsequently, David seized the giant sword and beheaded the Philistine champion, making the decisive end of Goliath. Listen, friends, if you are listening to Numa Podcast today, I want you to know that God has given you that victory you need over your Goliath, over that which is facing you today. And all you got to do, friends, trust in God, believe in his ability to do what he promised that he will do in your life. And that settles it. From this remarkable story, I believe that there are valuable lessons that can be learned from confronting our own figurative Goliaths. While we might not be confronting a physical giant like Goliath of Gath, today, life often confronts us with formidable challenges and giants of various forms. We're not merely meant to coexist with giants. We are called to conquer giants. And we've got to know that. We've got to put that in our minds. To overcome, vanquish, and conquer the Goliaths in our lives, we must adhere to what I describe as the David Principle, which comprises of three essential components. One, acquaintance with God's nature, recognize your identity as a child of God, and unwavering reliance on God, the creator of heaven and the earth. In Isaiah chapter 43 verse 10, it states, I have witnesses, O Israel, says the Lord. You are my witnesses and my servants chosen to know and to believe me and to understand that I alone am God. There is no other God. There never was and never will be. That's a lesson to learn. To confront your personal Goliath head on, face to face, it is important to establish a profound understanding of the true nature of God within your heart and even your head. Throughout history, God has manifested his existence and power to the children of Israel on numerous occasions. For example, during their journey to the promised land, when the Egyptians pursued them with the intent to destroy them, to annihilate them, God miraculously parted the Red Sea, enabling Israelites to cross on the dry land. When they were hungry, he provided them with manna for sustenance. He quenched their thirst with water and granted them victories upon victories. Despite this clear demonstration of his might, the Israelites still struggle to place complete trust in him to deliver them from the Goliath of Gath. This is no different from our own lives today. When we are faced with trouble in this life, we tend to forget so easily the victories of the past, what God has done in our lives, 
how he helped us overcome difficult situations. As for David, he recollected all the blessings and the triumphs personally bestowed upon him by God. These underscores my belief that a personal encounter with God is always an awe-inspiring experience and can serve as a catalyst for unwavering faith. This principle was instrumental in David's victory over Goliath of Gath. No wonder his songwriter wrote a great song titled Count Your Blessings, Name Them One by One. When you begin to count your blessings and naming them one after the other. This is Numa Podcast with the Reverend Michelangeli Oguche. God bless you. Keep listening. It will amaze you what God has done for you. My friend, think of that time you were ill and thought that was the end of it. Think of when you lost your job and there's no hope. Think of when you were in debt and the Lord came true for you. All these things, my friend, are pointers to the fact that God is a God of victory and that God loves you and that he cannot afford to disgrace you in the face of challenges that you may have. The second thing is to recognize your identity as a child of God. In the context of the New Testament Christian teaching, consider the words of Peter. That's in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9. Here's what it says. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may declare the goodness of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. David possessed a clear understanding of his own identity and that of his adversary. To achieve triumph akin to David's, it's important to comprehend both your own identity as God's own child and the identity of your own adversary, your enemy. And this is why also in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 11, it says, lest Satan should get an advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Brothers and sisters, if you don't understand who you are, if you don't understand who the enemy is, he is bound to take advantage of you. That's why we should not be ignorant of the enemy who we are fighting. And that's why, again, the word of God say, for we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. We're not fighting with those we can see. 
But those things that we cannot see, those are our enemies. The enemy is very subtle in his ways. And that's why precisely he said, we are not ignorant of his devices. 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 26b says, Who does he think he is anyway? These uncircumcised Philistines, taunting the armies of God alive. David was uncomfortable with Goliath, with his charging at the children of Israel. And he asked, who does Goliath think he is? In other words, what is this mounting before you, my friend? What is this hindrance before you? David is challenging Goliath's status outside the bounds of Jewish religious law. Metaphorically, he is inferring that Goliath represents something separate from truth, something impure and unholy. My brothers and sisters, every enemies that comes against you is not of God, it's unholy. And you, therefore, have an upper hand over and above that enemy. That you must understand if you will have victory like David's. For David, he understood his God and the immense power he possessed. Unfortunately, the Israelites had forgotten the magnitude of God's might and his past protection and deliverance, such as the miraculous parting of the Red Sea during their escape from Egypt. It's tragic aspect of human nature that we often forget our creator in today's world, the existence of God is even questioned, is challenged. People say, there is no God. But you know what? The word of God say, only the fool say in his heart, there is no God. Can you not see the evidences all around? You woke up this morning, didn't you? That's God, my friend. When Goliath confronted the Israelites, Fear drove them to flee. However, David, fully aware of his identity and that of his enemy, stood his ground in the face of the giant. The book of Daniel said, and that's Daniel chapter 11 verse 32b, the people who know their God shall be strong and do great things. The King James put it, they shall do exploits. David remembered that they were God's army and God was with them. The Israelites, on the other hand, had forgotten their true identity. In our lives, we are setting to come face to face with our own Goliaths, seemingly insurmountable challenges. But this is why Jesus' word in John chapter 16 verse 33 resonates profoundly. He said, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, 
I have overcome the world. Brothers and sisters, when you became a Christian, when you accept to follow Jesus Christ, it was not a promise for you that there will be no trouble. There will be trouble. But the thing is, God has promised to give you victory over these troubles that may come. And that is what should help you to stay strong in the face of whatever you're going through today. The last principle I'm talking about today is the unwavering reliance on God. David, faith in God was stable. Now in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 32 to 37, when David expressed his readiness to confront the Philistine, he addressed Saul with confidence because he knew whom he has believed. He knew whom he had trusted. He said to the king, Master, please don't lose hope. I am prepared to face this Philistine. King Saul initially expressed doubt, emphasizing David's youth and inexperience, highlighting that Goliath had been a seasoned soldier even before David was born. Fact. But you see, God does not need experiences to make his children overcome because he is in charge completely. Experiences might fail us, but God's presence doesn't. David responded with conviction, drawing upon his experiences in God, not his experience as a soldier, but as a shepherd. He recounted how when a lion or bear threatened his father's flock, he fearlessly pursued and defeated these formidable adversaries. He vividly described how he would grab them by the throat and eliminate the threat. Whether it was a lion or a bear, it doesn't matter. He treated them no differently. He defeated them all. David assured King Saul that he would approach the Philistine who dared to taunt God's troops in the same manner. He firmly believed that God, who had rescued him from the jaws of lion and the clutches of bears, would also deliver him from this Philistine challenger. King Saul, recognizing David's unwavering faith, finally relented and gave his blessings, saying, Go, and may God be with you. In this story, David vividly recalls how God had delivered him from the clutches of the lion and bears. He wasn't recounting someone else's story. Rather, he was sharing his own personal experiences firsthand with God. These personal encounters with the divine bolstered his trust and faith in God's providence. 
It's worth noting here that even King Saul had reservations about placing full trust in David. Primarily because Saul himself had not placed full trust in God. There will inevitably be occasions when persuading others to place their trust in God in the face of adversary would prove challenging. But such difficulties should never deter you from placing your own trust in God for your own endeavors. The book of Proverbs chapter 16 verse 3 reminds us to commit all our actions to the Lord with the assurance that he will establish our plans. Relying solely on your own strength and wisdom can lead to self-destruction and defeat. Instead, let us cultivate complete dependence on God alone, building our lives, our careers, our businesses, our families, and future on the solid foundation of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Our role is to wholeheartedly surrender our lives to the Almighty God relying entirely on his capacity to deliver. As I conclude with this podcast, I'd like to remind you today to always keep in mind that the safest place for you, for your life, is within the care of the living God. He knows you intimately. He understands your needs and is unwavering in his protection in his promise for you brothers and sisters in jesus christ let me end this message with this beautiful psalms and that is psalm 27 verse number five here's what it says for in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. With these brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, I would say, may the Lord bless and keep you. Please join me again as I pray. Lord Jesus, thank you once more for this time with my brothers and my sisters in Jesus Christ wherever they may be today. I pray that you will give them the strength to face what is facing them so that they too can be overcomers like the story of David that we have just heard. Thank you for inspiring thy servant today and may you continue to be our guide as we continue to trust you to serve you till the day that you come back again. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Almighty fortress, you go before us. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. You shine in the shadow. You win every battle. Nothing can stand against the power of our God. Almighty fortress, you gon' be.
Thank you for listening to the NUMA podcast. This has been the Reverend Michael Angeli Oguche. I pray that God will richly bless you until I come your way again.